Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning, everyone. We are live from New York City as Good Morning New York gets underway on this Tuesday morning. At this hour, the term millennial is the generation of young adults uh, who came of age during the financial crisis and in the glare of social media. They are both lauded for embracing innovation and social responsibility and also known for being entitled. Can you imagine that? <laughs> if you look at the research on millennials, they are not making decisions about where they're, what they're doing in four years. They're making decisions uh, more appropriately about what they're going to do today and in the next few months. That, along with their well-documented deferral of marriage, family, and home buying, all trends that took off under Generation X, has concerned some people. But they are—they have entered the real estate industry in great numbers and have found success. We will talk to seven successful agents this morning who are here and listen to their stories. But first, I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. I'm Vince Rocco, and you are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate. In the news this morning... According to Patch Poster, the rise of social media, the Internet, smartphones, and more has placed technology directly in the hands of millions, explains Richard Josephberg, a developer. Real estate has become increasingly integrated with technology as well. The myriad of applications allow you to rent out and manage an investment property directly from your smartphone. These advances in technology are driving the real estate market forward while creating new opportunities for savvy real estate professionals and enthusiasts alike, and I used to complain about Street Easy. Can you imagine? New York City construction boom is showing signs of, sh- of sh- uh, slowing. Unfortunately, new construction around the city is still strong throughout the five boroughs, especially in Manhattan, but the number of new sites appeared to cool last year, according to data released by, build, uh, by the Buildings Department. Building Commissioner Rick Chandler unveiled the department's report on uh, 2018 construction last Tuesday and found that the city had issued 165,988 permits last year. That represents a drop of 2,255 permits issued by the Buildings Department in 2017, the first decline in permits since 2009, according to Chandler. While construction activity remains strong, the building boom may have finally hit its peak he said in a statement. And finally, it is with deep sorrow that we uh, announced the death of Roland Schneider from Citizens Bank, who passed away last Friday at the age of 44, leaving behind his wife and two young children. Roland was buried yesterday. He was a friend of our show and guessed that a year ago, all of us at Good Morning America send our Good Morning New York send our deepest condolences <laughs> to. I always say that I don't get that GMA GMA. All Savannah Guthrie is going to come for you. Oh no, that's an NBC. That's Never mind. No, wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> all of us at Good Morning New York send our deepest condolences to his family and loved ones. Very sad indeed. All right. So good morning, everybody. We have with us today Matthew Cohen from Core, Kyle Egan from Douglas Elliman. Kristen Harara from uh, Halstead, Cameron Stewart from Halstead, Zachary Rothstein from Compass, David Ayers from Corcoran, and Landis Hosterman from Compass. Save the best for last, huh? Save the best for last. <laughs> Everybody complains about that, but you know what? Somebody always has to be last on the list, and you were never first on the list. I mean, <laughs> and, right and, and, and just to correct it, it's Kristen Herrera at Kristen Halstead. Kristen Herrera. What did I say? <laughs> did I say something? Yeah. Like Rolling the R's. Anyway, let's, let's get right to it. So millennials grew up in an electronics-filled and increasingly on, uh, online and socially networked world. They are the generation that has received the most marketing attention as the most most ethnically diverse generation, they tend to be tolerant of 
difference. Having been raised under the mantra, follow your dreams and being told they were special, they tend to be very confident. That's a good thing. <laughs> One reported result uh, of millennial optimism is entering into adult with unrealist, unrealistic expectations, which sometimes leads to disillusionment. Okay, so you're very confident. You grew up in a world where everybody said you're perfect, you're wonderful, you're, you're you know, whatever. But sometimes I think expectations don't always get met. And we, and I think this is at all ages, but, but we're talking about you guys today. You sometimes feel disillusioned. Is that true? I mean, do you really feel like things are not working well for you? I don't I, want to. Yeah, Landis, go for Please it. start. No, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone. Um, I actually don't feel that way, and I'm not trying to be a contrarian. Um, I'm not trying to be a contrarian here, but I actually don't feel that way. And you read all these articles about millennial burnout and how all of us do, in fact, feel disillusioned. And while parts of that are true, I think that, like you mentioned earlier, every generation has that sort of here's what I expect from Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And then the difference of, of, you know, what actually plays out in reality. I don't know. What about you guys? I also think that, you know, the generation of the millennial is one of the biggest generations that's dealt with depressional issues. So, so I think that there's something about millennials that they have a, a tendency to go through waves of highs and lows more than any other generation. But don't you attribute that to expectations potentially being higher than they should be? Completely. I mean, I also think that there's a very big difference between, say, a millennial who lives in New York and a millennial who potentially lives Absolutely. in another state in the country. I, I think that, you know, you're a lot of people end up in New York City. And if they're not raised around here, they're raised maybe a little more um, shooting for the stars then maybe you are raised around here and your parents have a little better sense of reality and how hard New York can be. So mm -hmm. they set your expectations. Um, I've just found that. And yeah. by the way, just for the listeners out there around the world, by the way, we're, we're not knocking millennials today. I certainly am not. But but mm -hmm. they are such a big part of our world today, successful part of our world today, and also in the real estate business. I was in my 20s and 30s at one point, too. And by the way, even though that was a while ago, I still felt the same way that you all feel today. I always wanted to start out as president of a company. Why do I want to start from down here and climb all the way up here when I know I can do this today? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it goes through all the generations. But today there's been so much focus on this young group of professionals. And so everybody always says, so but but why? Why why today does it stand out more than it ever did? And I think a lot of reasons is technology and all these devices that we walk around with, and we'll get to that later. But what I mean, so let let's so how did you get started? Zach, tell us how you got started in the real estate industry. Um I guess to bring it all the way back. Um, I grew up moving a lot. So I spent every weekend with a real estate broker from the time I was probably nine till 14. We moved about so six times. DNA. So it's in the DNA. Yeah. Um, I went out to Arizona State. Um, I did commercial real estate out there. Um, moved back to New York because I'm a true New Yorker and jumped right into residential real estate. Um, yeah. And I, I, well, while all my friends went into finance, I went into real estate because I needed something tangible. Um, I needed something tangible to sell. I just couldn't wrap my head around the finance. Well, let me ask you something and we'll get to the rest of you as to why you went into this. But you know, the old, the old adage of it used to be a second career, a third career for people who hmm. were school teachers, lawyers, yeah. uh, business, uh, technology salespeople like myself on and on and on. 
second career, you made some money, you put it away, you kind of put it away for a rainy day because I want to start this career in real estate. Guess what? In real estate, you make nothing. Zero. <clears throat> Zero income. You don't have a salary anymore. You don't have any benefits anymore. You don't have anything. So my question is, uh, why take that chance? David, what, what, what about real estate does you know, appeal yeah, to you in the very beginning when you you could have gone to wherever and made a beautiful salary and benefits. <laughs> Wait, I, life happily ever after. I right? could have. <laughs> I don't know. What am I doing here? He's out. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, unlike maybe some people in the room, um, I did have a first career. So real estate is a second career for me. And I think it's also true of a lot of people that I meet, uh, both old and young in the industry. I was a Broadway actor. Um, I went to school for that. I had a minor in business. Listen to that voice. Of course he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning it on now, right? Um, you can look at that face. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, a face. it's a face for radio. Um, <laughs> but no, so, you know, I started, uh, I, I did have a career and I realized my goal. I got to star on Broadway. It was great. It was an awesome thing to do. And then I decided I wanted to do, to utilize my business, you know, minor and, and start to go into sales. And, and that's exactly what I did. And I think careers like that, whether it is another sales job, acting, what have you, lend themselves to the ability to transition to real estate well. Landis. Yeah. What what was <laughs> attractive about not making any money? Zero. No money. Totally. Um, so I was actually 21 when I moved to New York City. I moved here to work for one of the top agents or a very uh, high producing agent here in the city. And, um, you know, was you know, his bitch for probably like three, four years, but learned the ins and outs of the business. And so at 24, I went off on my own. And, you know, I think one of the advantages actually of starting in real estate early and facing the perspective of potentially not making that much money is that you really don't have much to lose, right? You don't have an established Absolutely. career. You're not really walking away from mm -hmm. anything. And Absolutely. actually that sort of millennial entitlement and confidence, I think really works in your favor because you're like, oh, I, I can do this. I am special. And if I hustle, if I work really, really hard, I can create opportunities for myself. So that's really what happened. I moved here moved here about five years ago now, five and a half. Cameron. Uh, so my mom is a real estate broker and my dad's a real estate attorney. So I guess you could say DNA. it's in my here blood. Go, that's right. again. I didn't know that, Cameron. So I just kind of, um, I, went to, I went to Wheaton College in Norton, Massachusetts, and I studied psychology, anthropology, and environmental studies. And truthfully, I wanted to get into uh, designing public spaces, working in proxemics. Um, and it just kind of, I, I knew real estate so well and New York's the type of city where you, you can do extremely well in real estate. So I saw an opportunity and I knew that although there was no money in the beginning, that money would come if I stayed with it. Um, and I'm a, I'm a people person. I love building relationships. My clients, my friends, my family, they're all the most people, in the, most important people in the world to me. Um, so I just stuck with it. It's a, it's a soul thing for me, too. All right, we're going to hold it right there. Come back with the rest of this uh, group today. And boy, are they special. We have to leave it there. This is <laughs> Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. We will be right back after these messages, so don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. 
It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. We're back with Matthew Cohen, (laughs) Kyle Egan, Kristen Herrera, Cameron Stewart, Zachary Rothstein, David Ayers, and Landis Hosterman. Boy, that's a a job this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, continuing our why did you get into this where there's no money in this business, at least initially. And as Cameron said, you know, if you stick with it, it kind of comes eventually. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Kyle, give us your two cents on what attracted you to an industry that can be very complex. Sure. I got into this business from construction and development. Um, so I realized I was in love with the product and not the process. Um, so my family's in construction and development. Um, so I knew something about it from the bricks and sticks. Didn't know the sales end of things. Um, and, and then realized that at the end of the project, I was really into what we had created. And I thought if I could just trade in that, um, I would be in love with what I was doing, which I think is the key. Because like you said, you don't get paid, so you might as well love it. Um, and to the, your millennial point about um, you know, expectations and reality, I think this business is the antidote to the millennial mindset of, say, um, we have very high expectations and think we deserve things. And if there's any business that proves to you that life is not fair, it's real estate. And millennials need to know it's just not fair out there. Well, we're going to talk <laughs> a little later on about how it how it has humbled you know all of us as we go. Kristen. <laughs> right. Oddly enough, I always knew I wanted to get into real estate. My mom being a broker in the tri-state area and my dad being a contractor. So growing up, we always had uh, we always would flip houses. Bricks so, and sticks. I wrote that down, by the way. I like yeah, it. Okay, good. So I, it was actually <laughs> really interesting because my dad would do all the labor and then my mom would sell and it was, you know, it was fun. So I always knew I wanted to do it. And then when I moved to New York City, I said, screw it. I'm in the best city in the world to do it. So right. I got my license in two weeks. Actually, I met Gordon and he's like, you need to get your license. And 
start working at Urban Compass. <laughs> <laughs> You're an original. Yes. And actually, I was there and I was making money because I was a salary paid agent. So That was their um, business plan back in those days. Which actually all worked out because I actually was making money in my first year and I was actually learning a lot. So it worked out in my benefit where like I was doing something that I wanted to do, but still making money. I mean, it was capped, but you know, I wasn't like, where am I going to get my next meal? And, you know, it just worked that way. So It's an interesting concept for those who are not in the business but have a fascination for it. You know, it takes a village to get yourself started, to get yourself motivated and inspired every day. I mean, it's not easy. 17 years in this business and it's still every morning you wake up and say, so what's going to happen today? You know, because you're only in show business. What do they say? You're only as good as your last gig. So if the gigs, gigs dry up, it's like, okay, so now what? So in addition to, you know, understanding that, you've got to be smart and you've got to be, you know, uh, prudent about what you're doing with your income because you may not get paid for three or four months. So, hmm. you know, your health and wellness and lifestyle really impacts your business, but it also, you impact your business, your business impacts you because of all of those things. How do you try to, how do you stay fit and how do you stay fit up here in your mind when everything that can go wrong, and we talk about this all the time, and Matt can attest to this on the show, in a deal, it will almost 100% of the time go sideways. I mean, nothing ever right, goes right. straight down the road and goes to conclusion you know, without an issue. Every deal goes sideways. And if you're involved in three or four deals at the same time, just think about where your mind is. How do you keep mentally fit to stay engaged and stay in this game? Because, again, it can be brutal and it can be thankless, but we persevere because obviously we have a great love for it. But how do you keep your minds in the right place most of the time? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Lots of coffee. Coffee for me, for sure. First thing in the morning, the minute <laughs> yeah. I wake up. But meditation. seriously. Well, yeah, meditation. meditation. There you yeah. go. Well, physic- soul cycle for So, Matthew, so for sure. physically, <laughs> I think um, I always love the way people perceive our business and perceive our jobs. I like all my friends that are not in the industry. Um, you know, they think I'm like taking Ubers everywhere, and that I'm in you know my Matt, clients' private Ubers cars. Matt, be honest, my, my favorite. And, my favorite is you make your own hours. I'm like, yeah. no, actually, you my work clients all the make time. my right. hours. Yeah. How about like all my yeah, hours are my clients by seven? But, right, right, right. but yeah, exactly. when it, you know, so about getting around, like I always say, your first few months, years in the business, if not your whole time in the business, you're literally running around. Like I'm in six different neighborhoods on a given day sometimes. I am, I sometimes surprise myself how in shape I've gotten from just this job. <laughs> yeah. um, what a delightful but, surprise. But I agree, like I, I think that mentally you have to have, just like everyone in the world, like you have to have something that gets your mind straight, whether it's every day every other day like you need something because this business can mentally tear you down really easily it can very easily tear you go ahead yeah no i agree i i I have to get to the gym every day yes um that's my release and if i don't get to the gym every day i'm not mentally fit i'm not there um and if i can't you know if i'm not mentally fit and i can't take care of zach and be there for zach then i'm not going to be able to be there for my wife my kid my clients and my friends and family so that's how well, yeah. Krista made a good point a minute ago. You know, you know, people tease us about, well, you got an easy job because you can make your own hours. Actually, we don't make our own hours. We really literally work 24 by 7, you know, and especially with the advent of all these wonderful handheld devices and iPads and whatever else you want to call them. 
you know, you're on call 24 by 7, and it's really up to us to kind of curtail when clients can get to you. I mean, by 8 o'clock at night, I shut that down, and I will read everything multiple times before I go to sleep, but I'm not necessarily responding. And you've got to figure out a way also to time manage yourself because you could be responding to people at 1 o'clock in the morning, and guess what? They will respond right back. So it's a matter of your quality of life. And 24 by 7 is just kind of what goes on in this business. And you got to, you know, work that to your advantage because there are so many very good pluses. And we'll get to that a little later on. But there are so many good pluses and benefits in this business that we all take advantage of. And you say to yourself sometimes or you pinch yourself sometimes when things are going well, wow, I can't believe this. Success is really kind of nice. Or I wear success pretty well. Stay humble. But, you know, you wear it pretty well. But then when things are slow, well, you tend to have a tendency to freak out and where's your next character. thing? I mean, I, um, when, I, when I first came to the business, I had a mentor and one of the best things he ever told me was a, an email or an important email or an important call can, that's after nine o'clock at night can wait till the next morning. 100%. And, and I have to say that's for adjusted me, throughout for the me, years. It's eight o'clock <laughs> yeah, actually for me, it's gone up just because I think that once you get into different spheres of the business, it kind of has to, but I, I do think it's a really important lesson for anyone to learn. And if I happen to be watching the news at night and I'm all fired up, I'm certainly not going to be responding <laughs> to email yeah. to anybody at, you know, past eight o'clock at night. Cause that can happen very easily. I do want to, re- you know, read this one more time because I, I, I think I love this having been raised under the mantra, follow your dreams and being told you were special as young kid. And I was too, by the way, again, I think millennials took place back then too, but we just didn't call it that. And you tend to grow up with a lot more confidence. I mean, I really love this because one of the things I always walk away from a conversation with millennials is, damn, they're so confident. <laughs> I, but I love that and because one of the things I say in, you know, in, in coaching younger agents or teaching you know, younger agents how to be successful is be credible and be confident. You cannot be successful in this business without the two C's. And that's really true. So, I mean, in each of your lives growing up with your with your parents, I mean, were you really kind of told that you were special, follow your dreams, and as a result became confident? I mean, is this true or is this just research that I read all the time? And But I do believe it. <laughs> I guess I could just speak for myself. My mom didn't give me an option. I had to go to school. It wasn't like, oh, you want to be a ballerina? Like, go (laughs) ahead. It was like, no, you're going to school. And she had say in like, what school I went to. So, I mean, she definitely made me feel special and I was loved, but I didn't really, you know, she wasn't like the type. I also didn't have dreams of like being like, you know. College was not, that was something that was, we had to do it in my family as well. Done deal. You're going to school, you're taking academics in high school, whatever. But, but, but I appreciated that because I think we could all be lazy if we're not coached. Right. 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 I mean, that can happen. So you became an actor, David. Um, Yeah. My parents were real strict about that. Apparently (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be, I was a little bit, but my parents, you know, on a regular basis used to say to me, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You can't make any money. You can't make any money. So imagine if I went into real estate, then they would have said the same thing. Well, I probably, yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to go to a conservatory and you know, my parents were like, no. So I wanted to go to Northwestern university in Chicago. So I, I took advantage of that liberal arts education so that I could do something else. I wanted to else. go there too. Very interesting. We'll talk offline. Anyway. Very cold. Um, <laughs> Very cold. Love wonderful school. That's um, why I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think every I, I I wonder how much millennials in, in our generation are really 
called special and told we're special any more than any other generation is. Right. Or if with the advent of social media and Twitter and all of these things that we just are finding out about it more and we're able to complain about life more than any other generation has been able to. Yeah. Landis? Um, well, you know, I, I think my parents just had a different parenting style than maybe their generation experience, which was that my parents really gave me a lot of independence and freedom of choice and saying, you know, here's, you know, your myriad options and these are going to be the consequences and sort of byproducts of these options and choose whatever makes sense for you. If you do want to sneak out and do these things, like you will be punished, but that's totally your choice and we respect it. So, you know, I mean, it, but I think that actually lends itself to an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. right? You're like, yes, I can pursue this and maybe I'll totally fail, fall on my face, but maybe I won't. And that's fine and okay to fail. Um, so, so I'm really thankful to them for that. I'm not sure if that's necessarily a millennial byproduct or just their particular style. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think all parents are different. Mine had a fairly similar, you know, mantra. Look, you know, the only thing we're telling you you have to do is go to school, get an education because it's going to, you know, serve you better as you get older. Totally. But in the meantime, be a kid. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And we, they never restricted us, you know, to uh, in, in, in doing anything. Of course, we had curfews when we first started driving. You had to be home by a certain time, of, you know, otherwise I'm going to come after yeah. you, you know, whatever. But, you know, basically they were about the same saying, hey, just go do your thing. And oh, by the way, failure is a good thing at any age because you don't learn and you don't grow until you make mistakes, until you fail. People are so fearful of of failing like it's a personal, you know, uh, terrible thing. It really is not. Even at at my age, my stage in this business, I fail all the time. I mean, we're we're not perfect people, uh, but that's how we learn and that's how we grow. What are some of the, what are some of the, the um, attributes about this business that you've decided to get in it, you're in it for all the reasons you discussed before, but what are the, some of the attributes about this business that are still attractive to all of you? I mean, what about it just like wakes you up in the morning and wants you to do what you do? Um, I really like the fact that I'm not capped, whereas if I was at a nine to five, I'm there Monday through Friday and I can only make a certain amount of money. We're here. It's, you know, I, there's no limit. I can make as much money as I want. I mean, there's obviously good and bad to that, but I really enjoy that. There's no like, you know, no boss telling me like, you can only make this much money. This is how much money you'll ever make your, you know, your whole life. And that's that. I was in a technology sales when I first became of age work after um an after adult COVID. an adult <laughs> I, I couldn't find the word thank you adult <laughs> but my, one of my first i taught school for a little bit and then i went to work at ibm and i was a salesperson at ibm for 13 years and you know one of the things you learn there is of course you're on a salary but of course you're working nine to five and even though we i was successful as one of their their sales agents in new york city for many years there was as kristen just said a cap i can only make so much money as much as I was successful, I could be number one in the branch, number four in the branch, whatever it was, but you can only make so much. And one of the things I found in this business of real estate is that, as Kristen said, I can make a million dollars a year. I can make $2 million a year. God help us. I can make $50,000 <laughs> a year. It really all is up to what we want to do. On that note, we're live from Blast Off Productions here in New York. This is Good Morning New York. We're coming back after the break, so don't go away. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. 
we're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. (laughs) All right, everybody, we are back. Segment three, we're here with all of our young, millennial, successful real estate agents. So um, my question is, how has social media, I mean, social media, we we talked a little bit um, offline uh, before the show this morning. Social media means a lot of different things to different people. It's either good, it's not good, it's eh, I can't be bothered today, or yes, I can Real estate agents tend to overdo it, I believe, on on mm, social mm-hmm. media to the mm-hmm. point where I stop looking at their no, stuff because really. I just can't be bothered <laughs> oh. anymore. Matt's blushing. <laughs> I'm back to profiling my dog, which I would much prefer to do. But how has social media really affected you as an individual, Cameron, or or has it affected your business at all? Um, I think and the, it's okay to say it doesn't. Well, it definitely does. Um, I think Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever, you know, posting wherever you post, I think it's kind of become part of the job, especially for real estate right. agents. Um, so, and we have, we wear a lot of hats in our, in our industry and switching between the business side and the creative side takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. Um, so whatever, time whenever you're posting stuff, you want to make sure that it's, you know, it's echoing your brand and your voice and it really speaks to who you are because these are the relationships you're building with people. This is how relationships work now. Um, at least in our, for our generation, it doesn't work for everybody that way. Um, but definitely well, for us. No, I totally agree with you. And I, and I think it is a generational thing, but my question to all of you is, are you actually getting business from your generation? Because, you know, the, the school of thought out there, as I, I read in the intro, millennials are kind of putting off what they don't want to kind of deal with today for a few years down the road, housing being one of them. Ah, I'll get to it eventually. It's not very important today, but yes, as I meet somebody, yes, as I decide to have family, Maybe I need to start putting down roots. So do you find that you're finding clients in your generation? And then the next question is in any generation because of social media. And mm-hmm. I, I can say, you know, I have found some because of this program and because of some uh, Facebook posts, not Instagram, but Facebook for, for my generation. Is it helping? I, I can't say that like for my generation that I'm pulling 
um, people my age from Instagram or Facebook, but I think it's important to echo your brand and make sure that everybody understands the business that you're putting out. But the biggest use of social media for myself is the broker outreach for brokers to see what you have, hmm. what you're that doing. That seems to be how it works. Completely. But I agree with what Cameron says, though, yeah. because you are building relationships. It might not happen immediately, and you're not going right. to get a, a, right. a deal or a whatever tomorrow. Sure. sure. But over time, if you're consistent, and I think that's what really is the most important part here, if you are consistent, you will eventually, because I've had it, I know Matt's had it, you get people who say, you know, I, I've listened to you or I watch you on, on social media and they could be doing that for a year sure. or so. That's yeah. not to say your contemporaries won't reach out and say, look, Correct. I've seen you do X amount of deals and I, you know, I'd love to work with you. Broker outreach is very important. Kyle, do you have any... Um, yeah. Those are cons in your world. Sure. Social media. I, yeah, with social media. I, for me, it's not a primary lead generation source. I think in a secondary way, I, I do believe that clients are looking at social media for brokers to see if it's, you know, you have the type of uh, brand or lifestyle that, that they would agree with, in which case um, it's a reference point. And in that way, I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I, lo I love that. I think it's a very good reference point, And I think they're looking at where you fall in the realm of real estate, what kind of listings are you posting? What exactly. kind of listings are you not posting? You know, whatever. Right. Because, you know, people, that means a lot. And Matt, I know you've had success here. Tell us your story. You don't have to give name. I mean, I, I would like to harp on what Zach said, though, because I do think it's really important in our business. Like, the, you know, social media, as Cameron said, I don't think is an option anymore. I think it's a reality. Right. And I think that the reality of it is if you are of, uh, even if you're not of a certain level, you know, all of us brokers kind of follow each other or we follow the ones that we like. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and we all want to do business with the brokers that we like. And the reality of real estate is that, almost 90% of deals are co-broked. So, you know, I find that Zach posts something like a sneak peek or vice versa. And we say to each other, Oh, what is that? Right. Like it, that's a lot I of like transactions happen that way. Stuff really gets um, my attention. So I think it's important. Um, you know, I, I, I'm friendly with a lot of CMOs, um, in at real estate brokerages in the city and the term brand makes me cringe. Like I actually <laughs> totally hate that. It makes it sound very sterile. Um, I, I just, joining the show next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'll have to miss that. I think I have something that day. Um, I no, see. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that it's just really important to stay true to who you are. You talk to any CMO, they'll say the first and foremost thing is don't have separate accounts. Don't have a business account. Absolutely. Don't have yeah. a personal I agree, account. I agree with that. Show people who you are. Mm -hmm. Just be true to yourself. Like I'm. That's your I, brand though, isn't it? It is. I just don't. Yes. I guess I don't like right. the word. You know, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like, the term brand is is right. I guess I just call it just like my life. Like I kind of, you know, yeah, I love real estate and it's a huge passion of mine. But I love my parents. It's a huge passion of mine. I love, you know, yeah, I love my parents' dog. He's a huge passion of mine. Like I like to post I about all these parents things. Too, so I get. <laughs> so yeah, like Everybody it's not just one or the other. You know, <laughs> my parents steal the show. They're the worst. Um, but, but you know, Sorry, but, if you're listening, we love you. But so. I I think it's just good to stick to who you are. And I think if you do that, not only will people see that, but but different spheres of people will see. Well, that's transparent. And I and I agree with that. I think you you know, you can label it brand, you can label it a lot of different things, but it's really about you because who's your brand? It's all about you. Mm -hmm. Right. People follow you, people listen to you, you know, people call you because it's you. 
you know, and that's really what the brand is. And I think people get, you know, intimidated sometimes when, when someone says, you got to have, you got to brand yourself. And it's like, oh my God, well, well, what, what am I trying to make myself? Who am I? Who am I? And you're not really crisis, trying to yeah. do that. You're just trying to put out who you are right. mm-hmm. and have people hopefully, you know, attract themselves to that. And, you know, listen, if you have a dog, if you have a pet, if you just like, you know, doing stuff in your social life, you'd be surprised, you know, people, I think, will comment more on your personal stuff. Oh, for uh, sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. Stuff. I mean, Absolutely. that's what that's what I see. Unless you get creative and put something like a sneak peek or something that's I a really unusual that, that thing good. that people go, oh my gosh, that looks great. You know, but I, if you just put an in-contract post, like, People don't really care I, that much. Yeah, right. I noticed yeah. that. You know they, in contract, they say, how much was that? Yeah. <laughs> right. They look at the button. Sold? Oh, yeah. my God. $3 million? Like that one. Sure. I've started <laughs> Photoshopping, so I have a very adorable Samoya puppy. I guess she's a dog now. But I've started Photoshopping her into <laughs> oh. my like listing photos for like contract signed or anything like it that works. and it's it's so dumb and it's like very poorly executed but it's like quite I don't know I was like oh adorable I would not but I'm sure smart idea but I'm sure people like your clients notice the fun you're having with oh it, totally right? like, that's totally. important well, and I think that part of what social media has done is it's really just further integrated sort of the mix between your professional and your personal life right. you know like mm-hmm. just two Fridays ago like I went out with one of my clients who we just got into contract after a long arduous search and you know we ended up with a group of his friends karaokeing at like 2 or 3 a.m and i i don't know if previous iterations of like real estate generations had done that but now you know like we're dming each other all the time like completing things that aren't even necessarily real estate related um but it's just like a further integration of those two separate lifestyles yeah when my dog was younger she used to come on photo shoots with me in apartments especially when i was selling the 505 the, the building i talk about you know Endlessly, and <laughs> used to, I'd put it in. She loved to pose. My jet loves to pose. Such a ham. Anytime I pick this up, she just gets in position. She knows what's <laughs> up. Whether I'm looking to take a picture of her or not, <laughs> she's ready. Who knows she's holding the phone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> just by picking this up, she thinks, okay, it's picture time. Anyway, so I would put her on a chair. I'd put her on. This is way before lifestyle, you know, shooting became. Mm-hmm. And people would say, oh, I guess it's a dog friendly building. And by the way, your dog is really cute. Or whoever's dog it is, it's really cute. A lot of them thought it was the owner's dog. So I agree with that. I think all that kind of stuff on that line, on that um, line of questioning. So I, I notice, and it kind of comes and goes. These lifestyle shoots where you see people at a kitchen countertop with mm. someone sitting reading mm-hmm. the newspaper in a chair. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on that? Because you know, I kind of go back and forth with I like it, and then I don't like it. I think it's sometimes how it's used. But what, what do you? How do you feel about that? <laughs> I think if it's think, a render, sorry, I'm just going to say, no, rendering. I'll say it really no, fast. If, if it's a rendering, a, it's a rendering, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. But like we ex- actual we models, for that. Yeah. yeah, actual models in a shoot, I think is weird. What do you, <laughs> you sound very confident about that. I mean, <laughs> I just think brokers need to start thinking outside the box because I'm tired of liking all, and they're my friends because right. I see it all the time, but it's like, I'm putting, you know, flowers into a vase. Take a photo of me. And like, it's like the same (laughs) photos over and over and over again. And they're great. And I'm sure it's great to their audience because, you know, it's their clients and their clients probably don't have a million broker friends, but it's, you know, it's just, 
people need to start thinking outside the box. I think Chris, sorry, I was going to say, I think Kristen's right on the money. Like you have to, you know, the market's not what it was. And, and not only is just working hard going to get it done, you really need to be creative. And, and I, I'm a huge fan of creativity in this business. I think it's completely possible. I think it just go back, it goes back to what we were speaking about, about social media, about staying true to yourself. You know, don't try and do what other people are doing, you know, try and do something that's more, not only to who you are, but, but a different way of thinking about it. Like I, a lot of people in the business make fun of Brian Lewis's videos. And I, I, think, I, I think they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like I truly, like when he started that, I remember thinking, Ugh, what an ex actor. Like, like I know you're an actor and you just want attention, but it's, they're amazing. Like they're creative and they're great. At Halstead for years. And I got to tell you something, you know, and, and I love you, Brian, but his videos are amazing. Amazing. They're so they're funny. Absolutely amazing. Have you and seen this ironic creative. one? With creative. like the, oh, yeah. there's like the flag waving in the background. They're, they're, patriotism. Very, <laughs> they're very so theatrical, good. but you know what? And, and you're right, Matt, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you know, whatever. But if you look at his videos, I mean, there's always a story there's always some kind of background, something going on. And the way he portrays the apartment and sometimes the neighborhood, I mean, it, it really is flawless. I mean, he does an unbelievable job at those videos. And people, he continues to do them. And obviously, we know how expensive they are. And he's a very successful agent, so we can well afford it. But he does it continuously because people demand it. And, yeah, and I have to. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's very him. And very, I, don't, yeah. I don't think anybody else could do that. Right. So that's right. I, I, that's what I think is very well, important about can. it. And and I have <laughs> and, and I have to tell you, like we, you know, we all tell our clients um, and just people who are interested in real estate, it's not about what's actually happening in the real estate world or in transactions. It's about the perception of what's happening. So right. I think that Brian, it's creating a perception that brings attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what Brian's doing. He's bringing attention to his listings. Absolutely. And that's what you need these days. To right. play devil's advocate, and I just want to chime in here because I think Brian's great. I've done lots of deals with him. He's great. But, but that being said, <laughs> I think it is also very much a self-promotion oh, tool. 100%. Oh, 100%. I was just going to ask you guys And I get absolutely tired of it, Brian. Well, but, <laughs> and, and that's perfectly okay. But but going back to what we said before about branding yourself, it, I know. it's all about Brian in those videos. It is all again, about Brian. I love Brian to death. But I feel I mean, like it's the it's he, David is correct. There's a blurred line between you know your clients. Whenever you're selling an apartment, they don't know. Like they're not marketing experts, right? They don't know what's actually going to to sell your apartment. And I, right. I you guys might disagree with me, but I found really it's just elbow grease, hard work, responding yes. to agents, and just like doing your butts. You're you're not selling. Yeah. Right. Pricing it's right. not going to be. Right. <laughs> yes, very important. And so these these videos, sellers see them because they're flashy and they're beautifully executed. And I'm not just talking about Brian here, right, but right. any of us who have done these really, really expensive creative things and the sellers are always, you know, excited about it. But that's not what sells the apartment. You're really just selling yourself. Yeah, or, that's, or, that's or that's 99% selling yourself. of it. That's important, though, because how people feel about you is how you make deals happen. Like you can people, the way you convey an apartment or just the way that you act in an apartment, you have the information, the way you speak, the way you make them feel is really what's selling because that's residential real estate. It's all about emotion. You know, emotion, I, a little bit of logic, but you, it's mostly emotion. You are the I, first and last thing people see when they go to an apartment, whether it's an open house or a private show. I'm going to be right there for now. We're live from Blastoff Productions. This is Good Morning New York. We're coming back for segment four right after these <laughs> messages. Don't go away. I know I do it to him all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Matt Cohen, Kyle Egan, Kristen Herrera, Cameron Stewart, <laughs> Zachary Rothstein, David Ayers, and Landis Hosterman. Someone's got to clean up the rear, right? There you go. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this, how um, how do you balance, more important, how do you balance your work life and your personal life? Because as we all know, we said it before, 24 by 7, stop you know, texting at you know, 8 o'clock at night unless it's a friend. All-consuming, I love to say when people ask me about what this is about, it's all-consuming. So we have to balance personal life. Some of us are married, some have kids, some of us are single, you know, et cetera. How do you do it? Kristen? Um, I feel like a lot of my friends are brokers, which my New Year's resolution this year was to not make any more broker friends because, <laughs> <laughs> because I need do, more Kristen. clients yeah. uh, and to meet more normal people <laughs> and not hang out with brokers all the time. Um, so I feel like That's my classic. work balance life is not, I don't, I don't feel like I'm really good at it because I do hang out with a lot of friends that are brokers and we tend to 
go to dinner and vent and it's talk all about, about business, right? Yeah, and talk about you know that damn a, deal. Exactly, <laughs> the attorney that is messing everything up from Long Island. You know, I <laughs> 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 really shook the room. <laughs> and we can all relate. Cameron, yeah. I mean, do you feel the same way? I mean, it's it's a it's um, a hard balance. We all understand that. But how do you do it? Or I don't do think, you? I don't think there is balance. I think it's like one day you work all damn day, and then you take a day off or something. But even on your day off, I mean, we we you know need to communicate. Depends on who's reaching out to you. I don't think I don't think balance is really a thing you can necessarily achieve. I think it's all in. Or, you know, at least not at this off. stage, right? You know, like yeah, we're all exactly, young, yeah. we're all like working right. to build our businesses. So right now, right. maybe that's feels- a that's a very that's a very good point, you know, because we are you you all are starting. Well, I'm still building my business. I mean, I never <laughs> stops building business. Well, right. that's right, right, right. Always. Right. And if you're not right. on, you're not making money. So I feel like it's always in the back of our head. And it's like, okay, if I take today off, who, what email am I going to miss? Exactly. Who am I not going to see? Who, you know, someone needed that apartment and now you're missing out. So it's really hard to like, you know, dedicate a day off every week, the same day or even just the day. Is that I know, true? I know, I know you Sorry. guys have a beautiful dog, a cute dog. I love seeing them on Instagram. I have a dog. And one of the things that used to balance me, you know, years back when I was still starting, because I, I got my dog at the start of my real estate career, I'd come home at night and it was about Jet. And Jet made it about Jet. And she's like, I don't care what you did all day long, but now it's my time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take a couple of hours and decompress, so to speak. And it was about Jet. You know, now she's older, so it's not much. She's like, leave me alone. So <laughs> I don't get that, you know, like, come on now, Dad. Let's forget about the work and let's go for a walk. I, it's it's actually. So that, now I have to find ways to do it, Matt. Sorry, go ahead. It, it's actually one of my, um, I know that a bunch of us are married and, and in relationships, but, but it's one of my favorite questions to get on a date. Um, about my mm. work-life balance, I think, um, you know, so, yeah, especially <laughs> that people that, way. Is it like, especially if the person knows me, um, you know, they like know what I'm all about and they, they're like, oh, you know, we know that you're, you're like, you're successful. Like you do this a lot. Like what's your work-life balance? Like, and I'll say, I'll be like, I not, I don't really have one. I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think, you know, especially when you're doing this at such a young age, there's not only so much to prove. But in order to prove it and to really do it right, you have to know it right. Yeah, and you absolutely. have to really read up on it and really know what you're talking you have to about. Be obsessed with it. Completely obsessed with that, and I think that that's yeah. I think that's how you get over that hump when you're young. Um, I I always say like I turn it a negative into a positive. I think I, I went through a really big breakup a few years ago, and I have to say I think a lot of it was that I was married to my job, and and honestly. I'm happy about it. So, well, like I said brokers. before. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, hey, it worked out for us. That's what people <laughs> Our pillow see, talk is real estate. And that's what they want. Uh, all right. So along those lines, Zach, you know, do you feel like being a young millennial, you know, 20s, 30s helps you in business or not? Um, I think initially it, it, it hurt me in business, you know, being a, a, a young person, you know, selling a high end product in Manhattan was, was difficult. I, I, you know, you have to earn people's trust. People have to understand that you are very knowledgeable about the product. And once I think you break through that barrier and you sell, you know, something to somebody, you know, it's a chain reaction. 
uh, you know, you sell a $2 million apartment to somebody and you're, you know, 24 years old, that person will, you know, it's all about the referrals, right? I mean, in, in, in my opinion, age should have nothing to do with anything, especially in real estate. As Matt says, if you're, you're credible and, and, and confident and, and, and know your stuff, people listen to you and it doesn't matter if you're 20 or if you're 40, it doesn't really matter. But how, on the reverse, how can you, how, how can you know what you're talking about or convince someone you know what you're talking about when you're obviously 24 years old, right. been in the business, even if, you know, I was... 24 when I signed on a $4 million exclusive and I had to like fight like nail tooth claw to get that. And it was such an uphill battle to, to convince someone that I do in fact know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think there's yeah. definitely like a stigma around the right. young person. Like, and I guess well, it depends who you are because like, like we grew up with real estate parents. So like at, even at a very young age, we knew a lot right. Um, just because it was, you know, we talked about it at dinner when we said, you know, the, I term, think it, the term fake it till you make it really doesn't work in real estate. Yeah, I think right. I think you can learn, as Matt said before, read up as much, you know, just just the, jump into the books, jump into the research. I mean, there's so much out there to find. And then when you talk to people, you sound credible. I think I, I think what Landis said is very important because, you know. It, it is difficult. Like, let's not paint a picture around it. it. It's difficult because while knowledge is power, experience is knowledge. And yeah. so I think, you know, in a business where we're not just doing $500,000 deals, we're doing five, six, seven million dollar deals. Right. This is a lot of money, even and a million dollars, a lot of money for people. You know, this is the biggest thing they're doing. So they have to trust you. And in order for them to trust you, most people want to see experience. Like I, I meet with young agents weekly, um, you know, get coffee with them, whatever. I always tell them, like, I don't eat, so don't buy me lunch. Um, but I, I think, like, <laughs> are that's you okay? Healthy this is as true. As strong, you know, it. It. I think. So I'll eat, um, I will eat for both of us. <laughs> but but I, I, you know, I always tell them that really just take it with a grain of salt and just work your ass off. Like, you know, now I'm in a place where I have that large scope of experience. But, you know, that I can then refer to when I'm meeting with sellers, but it wasn't always there. And what Landa said, you just have to promise people, but not promise them, show people that yeah. you're going to work your ass off, that you're going to work harder than anyone else that's will. That's your edge, yeah. And that's your edge. Mm -hmm. All right, really? last question, because we got less than a minute left. We talk about entitlement. You know, the generation is known for being entitled. Has this business humbled you yet? Yes or no? Yes, 100%. Yes or no? Completely. Every, yeah, every day. Every every day, absolutely. Landis. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't. I, I've I've been very fortunate, very very lucky. I've had to work hard, but I've gotten amazing results thanks to like the kindness and generosity of others around me. I feel good. Cameron. Yes. One hundred percent. Am I just okay. crazy? What's happening? Yes, Landis, Look. She is, and that's why she's here. And at the end of the day, again, it's all about you individually, but I, I can say that for me, you know, starting out way back when, boy, I mean, I came off a huge high of making lots of money in corporate and making zero, and everybody told me, what are you doing? You out of your mind? I was. I was humbled real quick. On that note, that's our broadcast for this morning. Thank you for joining us, all of you. Thanks to my guests. Thanks guest. for having us. Shoot for the moon, everyone. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And the mm -hmm. only person you should try to be better than is the person you were yesterday. Be kind to one another. And for all of us at Voice America all around the world, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. 
Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america the voice america live events channel is here now to showcase your corporate individual or organization's live event visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event... The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 